listening to Once Upon a Time. I'm Josh. And I'm Steph. I can't believe it's over already. I know. <laughs> What's it's going over. On? It was so good, though. It was. And, and it wasn't, uh, you were maintaining that it was going to be two completely separate. One hour episodes. One hour episodes. And it was and not. Te- technically it was with only you and. An untold story. An untold story. Um. But they, it was it was really seamless. They mushed seamless, them together. Yes. It wasn't like the bear and whatever the heck that they had tied in with the bear. <laughs> we will never forget the bear episode. But we still had a little bit of Merida. A little bit of Merida so. and her blue dress. <laughs> as far Somebody's as, got to get that woman another dress. As far as you're concerned, a little bit of Merida goes a long way. A little bit of Merida <laughs> goes a long day. way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I. Well, we, I, I think we have a lot. To discuss a lot happened, and a, a lot. Oh man, we're set up for a lot to yeah. happen next season too. You know, I can't. I can't think of a time that I've watched a finale and it's done nothing really but make me just really excited about the next season. Like it's it's been a long time. Usually at the finale, you're either like or you're woohoo, but this was just like what 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 what's coming. And apparently. Emma can only tell people she loves them in season finales. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Well, typically it's been when one of them is about to die. And so she kind of broke stride <laughs> in this one and said, look, I have this pattern. So it was, it was, it was a really excellent two episodes. I thought. Uh, so we're done. Is yeah. That the the show? end. Five bugs. <laughs> See you next we're season. Done. <laughs> Thanks we're for out. listening. <laughs> no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do that to you. I don't, uh, I don't think we're going to have a, a twice as long episode. It may be a little bit longer than normal. Well, but, and we had talked about doing two separate episodes and talking about them separately, but like I told Josh, I don't know if I could pull out like the first hour and then the, t- cause right now it's all in my head and it's all mixed up and combobulated. So I don't want to, I don't want to separate the two. So we're just going to talk about both of them. Like they're just one thing. Before we get started though, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Mm, always, and, always and, housekeeping. <laughs> and normally when there's housekeeping, it usually is under the auspices of Josh messed up. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Uh, and Josh needs to apologize in some form or fashion. And, um, I messed up pretty big. Did you? I did. Last week when I mentioned that, um, uh, well, I was perplexed as to why Hook had met Hades and he had met Zeus. Mm -hmm. Being a man of the sea, why had he never met Poseidon? Poseidon? And really, I think maybe you should be partly to blame because you probably should have called me out on it. Oh, so it's my fault that you Uh, messed up. (laughs) Gotcha. of course not. Uh, Kathy mm-hmm. pointed out that he had indeed met Poseidon yeah. last se- season. He mm-hmm. was Ursula's dad in the episode. Uh, when Ursula un- got her un- happy ending. Unfortunate soul. Right. And. Poor unfortunate soul. I went and looked up the episode. I looked up a clip and it dawned on me. I've never seen that episode. And I, I, I figured out why. I I triangulated it back to the time when it You triangulated premiered. it. Yeah, okay, well triangulate would mean you take three points. No. I looked it up, okay? There I looked go. it up and I was at a meeting 
that evening and just never watched that episode. So I have to go back and watch it. And so, well, and we watched it. And so when, when we were sitting there talking about it, I remember it was her dad. He came in, he was all decked out. And I think in my mind, he wasn't very godly looking. Like he, well, he didn't look like in my mind, Poseidon is like Poseidon. He's the king of the seas, all watery and mystical and all that. And Ernie Hudson was not that. Well, I think honestly, at first glance, you're you're talking about Ursula. You're talking about, which is we're talking Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. You could misdrew him with the trident as being King Triton. Sure. So uh, essentially, though, those are pretty similar to begin with, and so they kind of I think they really merged the two together and gave him the name Poseidon. But we don't need to belabor the point. Thank you, Kathy, for pointing that out. Yes, I was incorrect, and uh, I will, I will uh, watch that episode because now I want to because I'm a Ernie Hudson fan. If you promise me that you'll watch another Ernie Hudson movie that I know that you haven't seen, what would that be? The Crow. Oh yeah, I've never seen The Crow. You've was never... it the twenty second anniversary of The Crow this week? Which boggles my yeah. mind. No, I've never seen The Crow. That it's been twenty two years since that movie came out, and not so much that, but it's been that long, or actually a little bit longer, because Jason Lee's passing would have been during filming, right. which would have been about a year previous. It just bo- it just blows me away. It just blows my mind. Well, last year was the 25th anniversary of Jim Henson passing, so I'm like, that blows my mind as well. I I, I don't like this trend yeah. <laughs> where things happen that I remember very vividly and they're a quarter of a century ago. Yeah. What we, we still is going on? All the time when you try to tell me that something in the 80s was 25 years ago. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Well, these little kids run around. And especially like we're in church in the student ministry and I tell you, hey, you know, this kid was born in the yeah. 90s. You're like, yeah. what? No. Yeah. Come on. Or when you go to a bar and you see you have to have <laughs> been born by this date, 19, what is it? 19. Uh, don't make me do math. 16, don't make me do math. 18. Uh, I don't even know. Anyway, it seems unbelievable. But anyway. Back to the show. <laughs> I like how we can't subtract 21 years from I can't, 2016. If, if it wasn't the one, I could do it. But it's a <laughs> it 16 ni- and it's... It would be whatever uh, today's date is, 1995. That's not possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just not possible. You know, math being the universal language, who needs that? That's not possible. Why is that not possible? Another universal language is love. <laughs> Uh, oh, see what oh, I did there? Bringing us, back, bringing us back. Bringing us back. So this episode, there was lots of love. Lots of togetherness, mm. lots of feelings. And we got the feels. We did get the feels. Times. And we see, you know, Regina's mourning the loss of Robin and at Granny's. At Granny's, because that's, that's where, where you, you go. Everything. And they're, well, they're having a thing for him. They're having a, a shindig for him. And they've got the picture and the arrows, and people are drinking their. That would be a wake. A w- oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. I thought wakes happened before. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they're having a thing for him, and she's sitting all by herself in her booth drinking her scotch or whatever it is that she drinks. I wonder if Zelina brought that scotch back with her. Well, she couldn't have brought it back the, with her, so I wonder what she drinks now. Um, well, if she's nursing a baby, I hope she's not drinking she's anything. She's not nursing the baby. She was pregnant for like three minutes. There was okay. no way she could nurse right, the baby. anyway, moving on. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, so Regina's sitting in there, and here comes Bebopping down the sidewalk, Emma and Hook. 
And they're stupid happy because why wouldn't you be? Uh, well, gosh, I mean, stupid happy isn't even the word. Just yeah. ridiculous happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Twitter, they're Twitter paid. So they're Twitter paid. To use a Disney you know, term. And, and it's they absolutely should be because here yes. he is. He's back. He's not going anywhere. Shouldn't be there. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He be shouldn't there. be there, which is exactly the point that's about. And right before they said anything, you're like, "Ooh, this is not going to go it's over not well." Go well, you know. And, and there's been so much talk about whether Regina would go bad, and this is something that we've talked about with the we kids did. a lot. And and Josh was determined that it was going to happen, and we were saying, "No, no, no, she's come too far." And still, kind of did. And you know, it's it's one of those <laughs> things we're really almost arguing about it in the house. And so when Emma's standing out there telling Hook, "Don't come in, I need to handle this," you're thinking, "Oh, holy night! This is this is not gonna be good." It's like get the popcorn ready. Yeah, we're about to have it. It's show. about to throw down, <laughs> and so. In the meantime, you know, the Charmings had gone over and, and told Regina how sorry they were for her and all this. And, you know, we're sorry. You know, you're not alone. And here comes Alina with the baby. And I'm wondering, when we watched it again just a f- few seconds ago and saw that part, I think it's a plastic baby at this point. I was trying to see if the baby was moving in any way because that is the quietest baby ever. I think it's plastic. It's quiet because magic. Oh, you think? Oh, and as man, soon as Henry got rid of handy, magic, those babies everywhere crying. would just be crying. Can you imagine? Incessantly. Do you think Zelina would use her power to keep the baby quiet? Oh, oh man, oh. that would have been awesome when the kids were little. You tell me at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> when you can't wake she me waves up. Her hand. Poof. You can't wake <laughs> me up to take my turn like that ever happened. Yeah. You yeah. know. You can't tell me. You'd be like, okay. um, you could use your magic to to make the baby not hungry or not cry. If they have an earache, just clear that up right away. Hey, you just go back to sleep. Hmm. Seems like it'd be cheating. Anyway, so they say you know you that's gotta, that's the that's that's the point of magic. That's what magic is for. So <laughs> cheating. Okay, Bill. So um, so. They're saying, you know, we're sorry. You just know you're not alone. We love you. We're your friends. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, she's not alone. She's got me. And so it was really, really cool to see that they, they're they going to let them keep that relationship, or at least they did for these two hours. They're going to let them keep that family bond. And these two now have nobody but each other and that baby. And the baby, which is a, a – uh, not only did they have the tether of the tie because they're sisters, but they have the tether – between uh regina has a piece of robin right. and then selena had a piece of robin <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow you went there i did That's sorry okay We're but yeah they have they have they have the thing they have the baby <laughs> to take care of um and so I thought that was cool. I liked that they did that. And I liked that Zelina's sticking up for her. And, you know, it all goes back to that scene where the power of three, where they were standing in there with Cora, and she put all those memories back into him. And everything's okay now. It's like all that stuff is gone. None of it matters. They're sisters. And I think that's cool. I think that's important to see. Because Zelina's not going anywhere. She can take care of her sister. And yeah. I like that. And then at the same time, David was like, Oh yeah, by the way, we're sorry about Hades. That had to that had to kind of suck. You know? <laughs> you know. Eh. Eh. Sorry for your loss. Move on. Yeah. It's, it's time to move on. And so that was kind of cool because it's like all this stuff that Zelina's done to all of them, they're being kind to her because of the relationship she has with Regina. And yeah, like she has that. an in, she has an in. Right. Well, because Regina, in a way, has been vouching for her, sure. right? Oh, and that's yeah. How that works. Been, or Regina's been putting her neck on the line for if, Zelina. 
you know, it's just like the mafia. If you're going to get oh, in, you got to have somebody vouch for you. Yeah, you know? that's not. No? I don't think Storybrooks like the mafia. I don't think there are any Italian. I don't even know if there's Italian restaurants in Storybrooks. There's got to be a fairy tale mafia. <laughs> it's the dwarves. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Anyway, so so Emma walks in, and before she can tell Regina anything, really, like she, she Regina knows something's up, there's this big thing that's going on outside uh, uh magic happened magic happened because rumple is up in the clock tower with his little handy dandy box because that's where you go that's where you well, go because that, it's the source that's the source when stuff needs to go down you climb up in the clock tower mm-hmm. and so he's gonna tether all of the magic in storybrook to that little glowy crystal thing mm-hmm. and so this is happening while emma's trying to gently break to regina what has happened with Hook. And so all of these things are happening at the same time and stuff happens and in rushes Hook. Are you okay? Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, Just like Kramer on Seinfeld. Her. He just I didn't, rushed in. I didn't have a chance. You <laughs> messed it up, dude. But to be fair, he knew some stuff was going down. Well, so he was worried he about make, his people. Exactly. He has been to hell and back. All of them. Two, two things I liked about that scene. One of them was... Um, Well, wait, I don't know if that happened yet where uh, Regina gives Emma the speech about uh, going to hell for her. Well, that, she, maybe that was later. Yeah, I mean, and but, that's the thing. Reg- Emma's going to, they're going to go find out what's going on. Right. And so all, yada, 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 they're <laughs> going to go find out what's going on, what's gold up to. It's always gold. They know it's him. He's the only one that could have done something that powerful. And, um, and, and they said, no, Regina, sit this one out, you know? And, and it was both for, I think there was that fear of, Oh Lordy, you're going to turn versus you've just been through something really, really major. Why don't you just relax? And Regina says, you know, we followed you to hell and back when you were upset and you're going to put me in time out. And yeah. so it was, you know, excellent an, point. Yeah. Now to be fair, I think Emma's intention was the difference between the two is that she was good. She was a savior that then turned into the dark one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, Regina was evil and turned good, right? And right. so I, I think the logic there, albeit flawed, would be, well, it, whatever the state something was to begin with is the state it will likely retur- revert back to right. if given the opportunity. Right. And, and Regina had had every opportunity to go pre- back to that. precedent had been set from the right. get-go. Well, and, and, and when they uh, – so Henry decides Uh-oh. after all. Henry, Henry's starting to get kind of annoying, and in, <sighs> in just in this because he's he's decided. You know, Henry's the one that started all this low all those years ago, and now he's decided that the crux of everybody's problem is magic, and it's his job to rid the world and his family of magic so everybody can be happy and blissful because it's taken too many lives. I think we need to chalk this all up as a hormonal teenager. I think I think hormones probably play a big part of it. Because this is the dude that has been the champion for magic. And as a matter of fact, two seasons ago, he was willing to die for magic. I mean, magic was his jam. <laughs> and now <laughs> and now <laughs> not so much. I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> I can't take this no more. It is the root of all evil. Well, and he's the reason that he's <laughs> to that point is, you know, he watched Robin is gone. Um his dad is gone and he sees his mom's 
fighting because Emma's worried that Regina's going to go dark again. And so he hears all of that. Yeah. And and so it's, you know, it's a lot. It's it's a lot for anybody. He's lost so much well, yeah. and he's just, he's scared he's going to lose one or both of his moms. Yeah. So essentially what the problem is, is that he's trying to cope. He's trying to deal with this thing that we call life. Yeah. Look, bro, <laughs> you're, you're trying to pin all this uh, and explain it away uh, because of magic when, dude, it's life. It's right? people. And especially it's the life here. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, everything you know and love is predicated on this concept, and you wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. True. Right? So True. let's All destroy the, the very thing that got us to this point. So, again, I don't want to belabor the point, but let's chalk it up as a hormonal teenager. You know, he's got his squeeze following Violet, around here. Violet's back. He, she came in and said, hey, I've missed you. I heard you. His I was mind, about you. His mind has been clouded by these thoughts and these tingly feelings he's never <laughs> quite never quite had before. And, I don't really, he really hasn't had a fatherly figure around to tell That's him what true. he needs to do. And he just has very dominating with these tingly feelings. His, yeah. <laughs> so, Henry, after he's made this grand thing that magic is the root of all evil, he decides he's going to go on a quest um, in a bus with Violet because why wouldn't she run off with him? And so they. But end we up, find out later, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And so they. Um, <laughs> Which was weird. They leave and. They end up finding out where they are because he texts them and tells them every little bit of his plan. <laughs> I, got your I got your text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Violet. She walks in there in the pawn shop and he's digging for stuff, looking for stuff. She's like, I got your text, which still just cracks us up that here's this chick from Camelot toting around her little cell phone. Except for maybe not now that we know her father's from Her father's from Connecticut. So That's right. he, he, he probably brought back a phone. Oh, you think that the technology so. was in Camelot? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's highly he possible. One back. Probably had a Taught candle. To use it. You think so? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. A Blackberry, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so they go off, and and Regina's kind of she busts in, says, "Hey, Henry's gone. Nobody's seen him." And Emma had put GPS on his phone. Fortunately, so they tracked him to New York, or excuse me, they tracked him to Boston, and um, they find the bus and find his phone, and realize that there's magic in this realm. There's magic in the world when they try to throw away the phone. And so that's kind of troublesome. And they end up in New York in the bug, the two of them road tripping in the bug, which was awesome. Can you imagine like just for a minute, think about the two of them riding along in that 1973, probably yellow bug <laughs> with the rate. Like, what do they listen to? What kind of music are they listening to? You know, they're not talking. Regina's not going to want to talk to her. Oh, no, gosh, no. Did they stop and get coffee? Did they eat? Well, I'm sure they did. Right. I'm and sure so, they stopped by Waffle House. You think, oh, like that. oh, yeah. Cause Got it's, a plate of chicken and waffles or something? Mm, oh. Yeah. Maybe went down to Slim Chickens. But here's, you know, here's... <laughs> so Regina Oh, I'm has, sorry, that's in the South. Regina has magic. they have up north. They have magic <laughs> in this realm. So why didn't they just... Poof themselves. Okay, so you're so you're touching on something that needs to be the big idea or the overarching thought of this podcast episode, and it has context over all seasons of Once Upon a Time. I don't. They either purposely or inadvertently pose the question, which, which in my mind is, what is magic really? Because when you when you start to 
pull peel back the curtain and say, like, oh, well, there's magic. There's All magic in this, this world. Right. You just have to believe. It's like, well, but that you. Mm, no, for, by and large, you've established that there wasn't any magic magic in in the real outer realm, outer realm, yeah. real world. But but now there is, and apparently there's enough to do some pretty major things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, it kind of it kind of goes back and forth, but I mean, you have to you just have to take that leap and you just have to jump in. <laughs> like I I just want to know what they listen to in the car and and why would they have to make the trip without just bamfing themselves to wherever they went. But they did. They drove just, you know, probably Jefferson Starship. See, I could see I could see them listening to some oldie rock, you know, just yeah. so they could be thinking about the Mad Hatter while they're singing the songs mm, together. Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so they go, and of course they end up at Neil's apartment. And, you know, my initial thing was, who's been paying rent on this apartment the entire time? Because somebody's paying rent on that thing. Well, uh, we've established that there, there, there's enough magic in, in this outer realm that they probably just uh, poofed the contracts, and it's lifetime contract. Oh. No rent. I mean, nice. if we're going to stop babies from crying. That's a good point. They can live rent-free in New York for it, a while. You bet. So they go to Neil's apartment. Everything's exactly as it was when um, Robin and Zelina <laughs> slash what's-her-face lived there. And so while they're sitting there kind of figuring out, Emma's got the laptop. She's putting stuff on it, trying to figure out where Neil, excuse me, where Henry and Violet possibly may have run off to. And Regina finds a book that she had given Robin a long time ago. And there's a letter in there that um, – he had left for her and she, she goes ahead and reads it. And basically in the letter, he tells her how proud he is of her. Mm. And then he hopes that no matter what, no matter where he goes, no matter what happens with them, that she stays kind of on the right path and how proud he is of her. And so that's interesting. Yeah. And that's, that's where you're like, Oh man, maybe she's not going to turn because it would be for nothing. Everything with them would have been for nothing. If she would have given into that dark side. Oh, but she wants to. Well, sure. She who doesn't want to when you've been hurt or when you're angry, you want to just let loose. But look at how far she's gone. To me, to me, what we're seeing Regina in these two episodes is like a struggle that everybody goes through at some point in their life. And, and I'm just going to jump because that's what we do. I wish you would. Going from you know here she is so sad and so so beside herself, and she like when you go through that kind of loss and you go through any loss, you're so angry and you're so hurt. And so your initial reaction is to push people away or to be angry and mean, you know, and, and so with her, that takes the form of somebody really, really dark and evil, but people, everybody's the same way. Everybody handles things. You know, you have those, you have your good half and you have your bad half. And in this episode, we see that, you know, there's this magical potion that Jekyll and Hyde, yeah, they're in the episode, that Jekyll and Hyde have <laughs> that that can, you can remove those, you can separate those two things. And I thought, you know, how cool would that be? Think about that. Because everybody has that side that they don't like or that they hide or that they, they the weak side and the strong side or the good side and the bad side, you know, and, and here they're separating it. They're pulling these things out from them. And I just think that's really, really, there's so much in that. If you had that ability, like if you could just get rid of that weak side of you, if you wanted to be a fierce warrior or if you wanted to get rid of that dark side of you that makes you do things or, or talks you into doing things that you don't want to, I think that would just be incredible. That to me was the part that I was like, that's everyday life. That's real life. That would be a really cool thing to have. But I also think that there is some inherent danger 
in being able to, I, I think it's cool too. I, I don't get no, me wrong. No, there is but, because you have to have the yin and yang. You have to, everybody's both parts. And so when you separate that out, you're either going to be full on bad or full on good. And there's no gray area. It's going to be interesting to see how they play that out because I think that a lot of times, you know, what you think is a bad characteristics or bad quality mm-hmm. traits, there are there are aspects of those quality traits that are admirable right? and things that if you were to separate them, you, you know, it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Right. So my, my fear is, and I, I, and I don't think this is going to happen, but it'll be interesting is the, what was the first thing I said? I hope she doesn't lose her edge, edge because well, it's, you know, it's just like inside out. Remember Inside Out mm, when yeah. Joy wanted okay. so bad to get sadness out of her life and she just wanted sadness to be gone. Yeah. And she ended up finding out. Here's a spoiler for you if you haven't seen Inside Out. <laughs> she ended up, Joy ended you up finding out. time. <laughs> Go rent it real fast. <laughs> she, Joy ended up finding out that so much of the joyful things in life either had sadness right before it or sadness somewhere after it. Or, and that the two are or, at the same time. Intertwined, right. yes. And, and so the mixed, two are so tied the, together. It's a definition of mixed feelings. Absolutely. And so Regina, good Regina, bad Regina, you know, that's still Regina. Right. And so it will be, because I, I don't think she'll lose her edge. I mean, Zelina hasn't lost her edge. Yeah, she hasn't separated herself, but she's come a tremendous way. Yeah. You know, and she's still got that spark and she's still got that fire. And so I don't think Regina, I think people would lose their minds if Regina lost her edge. She's not going to be some little milk toast, as my mama would say. She's she's still Regina. She's just not evil. It's Did you be, like that? That was my doofenshmirtz. Evil. <laughs> not even close. Okay. Um, Man, we we skipped way ahead. <laughs> well, but you've listened, you've seen it, you've watched it. You know we're gonna do that. It's there's so much in this episode. That's why you can't. I, I blame it on if I don't if I don't speak to the thought that I'm having when I'm having the thought, it may go away. Yeah. And then as soon as you hit stop and you go to start working on the episode and putting it together, you're like, oh, oh, I forgot to talk about this point. Yeah. You know. So. One of the things I'm concerned about is I hope that they don't play, uh, they don't play the evil twin card, and the rest of the characters are confused and oh, where she dresses up like normal yes, Regina and, and, and she in in, in I don't I, I hope don't they don't she do that could because you remember that one where um when she was going back and forth I can't remember I apologize y'all if I can't remember what season it was. But she had gone and like she saw herself as Regina in the pantsuit. God, what was it? What was it? It's when, oh, that's going to make me crazy. I'm going to have to go back and try to remember it. She had been wearing the pantsuits and then she turns back into the evil queen and she made some comment about the horrible wardrobe or she put the, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know if she could pull off a pantsuit when she's supposed to be full bore evil with all the jewels and the boobs and all that stuff. Well, then maybe they should do it once just to see her squirmy. <laughs> all itchy. Just, oh, I'm, you know, always pulling at something. You know, I don't know yeah. why you can wear this. Yeah. Uh, no, I hope that they don't do that. So, and I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll, we'll we'll get into yeah, speculation yeah. later. So. so Henry and Violet, they find out Henry and Violet are at the library because why wouldn't they be? And it is funny to note, and you mentioned last time, so much now is happening either in libraries or surrounding books. And poor Belle trapped <laughs> in a box. She's missing all of it. She'd it's be just... totally in her element. Can you imagine Belle in the New York Public Library? 
Oh, Bell and the library. Bell Bell being in any museum. I I feel like if it's a a library or a museum, she'd like be, uh, she'd be in high cotton. She'd she'd be uh, a pig in slop. But she She would be so happy. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's a bell in a box. She's a bell in a box. She's a bell in a box. So they're in the library. You said that. I know. I immediately thought of the SNL skit sketch. Yeah. When when you said it, I heard the tune. Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> they're in the library. They go to the part of the library that people don't go to anymore, and they're working on a term paper is what they tell the librarian. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking, 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 and Henry's like, he gives Violet a stack of like six books and tells her to read through them once and read through them twice. And I'm thinking, dude, how long are you going to be at the library? These are some thick books. And he's just expecting. Anyway, he was going to grill her with some questions. So he's looking and he's looking at the bookshelf and he's like, are you kidding me? And he looks down and there's volumes of the Once Upon a Time books that he's come to know and love so well and an author. And so he pulls him out. And as he's looking through him, you see all these pictures. And I know the kids picked up on they saw the Paul Bunyan one. And um, other people have found, yeah, other people have found cool things. So it's kind of neat. If you look out there, you're seeing people come up with all kinds of theories about the pictures that they showed. We saw, um, meanwhile, the Scoobies have Zelina opened up a portal to get everybody (laughs) back out to Camelot. And and so little John went, Roland went, Roland actually spoke, which Mm. the kids were excited about. It's the first time. Incredibly sweet moment. He gave Zelina a feather from one of Regina. Oh, Zelina for Regina. That's right. hard to say. Yes. He, he gave her a feather from one of Robin's arrows um, and asked her to give it to Regina. I thought that was incredibly Very sweet. Very sweet. And so little boy's back with, with little John. He's going to live out in the forest, which is what they figured Robin would probably want. Absolutely. And so they, all the people go out through the portal. Sweaty men. In the forest. So Selena's trying to close the portal <laughs> and it kind of bloop, bloop, bloop. It bubbles up and gets all gunky and it ends up instead of opening up and closing, it sucks her and Hook and Snow and David into the portal. Granny's holding the baby. Zelina hollers at her to get back. So Granny is safe with the baby. <laughs> By herself, by herself which is for the best. At least that baby is, is in safe. good arms because honestly... I think you're right. Rolling going with the merry men is the right thing to do because like I can't leave them with these people because the minute something happens, they're going to go poofing off somewhere and they're just going to leave the baby behind. Yeah. Or they're going to go somewhere dangerous and take the baby with them because they have no sense. No, they don't. So Robin, a Robin along with Jefferson and my summation were the best two fathers some of the best fathers in the whole series. Yeah. Well, Geppetto wasn't so bad. I mean, you got the whole lion thing, but honestly, I think Jefferson is actually probably the best father. I, 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 I mean, if you really want to think about no, it, because everything just he, a did, random, he was doing a, for his daughter, it was a random thought. I yeah. know, no, but it bugs me when parents don't really pay attention and pay attention their to kids. their children. Yeah. I kind of, of course, that's how my granddad was. He was one of those guys, uh, seen, not heard. Yeah. Well, uh, and time. if you can not be seen, too, that'd be it's fantastic. So um, <laughs> so they all end up in this portal. They're in this different world. It's not a world that they're used to. Um, and so they run across this guy. Uh, Zelina's wand got broken when they landed. And so they run across this groundskeeper, beautiful area. Um 
And and so he's Victorian real twitchy. Yeah, it was beautiful. It looked like it actually reminded building. me of a plantation. I don't know. Mm, yeah, you know, I guess it was kind of like a, a New Orleans plantation with all sure. the columns, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so he's real twitchy, and um, turns out without really much detail as from far as from us because you've seen it. It's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde that they're bumping into. And I so called we see that. By you the did. Way. You've called. No, you called that no, to be when f- we first heard about the two people. You knew from the get go. You guessed from the get go. I don't think we Dr. talked Jekyll. about it though on you, the podcast. I think, I think we talked was, about the fact that we were thinking maybe it would. People had guesstimated it was the Grim, the brothers Grimm, brothers and if Grimm, somebody right. said no. But I don't know if you ever said that you thought it was going to be Jekyll and Hyde. But we talked. We, we about it. talked about it, but just not on the podcast because right. I was sitting here thinking. Well, they're saying it's not the Brothers Grimm. Who else could it be? A two-some. A warden mm-hmm. who is terrorizing a patient. And I don't know. I just – it clicked, made sense. We see this episode, and it was so obvious from the get-go. Uh, they were in the cage, and it's like, duh. This is the cage that was probably made – uh, for the doctor to put himself in once he transformed. Although you never see him utilize. I'm guessing he would have done that somewhere in the past because he never utilized that. Why the orderly was given the potion so that he could change him into the other guy. I was like, well, why don't you just get rid of this orderly that keeps giving you the potion so you're not fire turning him. into the other guy? I mean, <laughs> right. come on. What's, I say, dude, what, you're what fired. Stop giving me the blue liquid. How many times is he going to sneak up on you and pour some blue yeah. liquid down your gullet? Maybe just, That's all. I, I don't get it. Maybe you could just give him a bell <laughs> so he'd always know yeah. a ringling, not a female librarian type. <laughs> so that's where they are. They're locked in this thing. And so this they have this encounter with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I've always gotten those two confused. Jekyll's the good guy, Hyde's the bad guy, correct? Yes, Mr. versus the doctor. Dr. Jekyll, the doctor is the good one. Right. And so... Mr. um, Hyde is the... The bad guy. The monster. The monster. And so they're they're dealing with him while Emma and Regina are chasing Violet and Henry around the New York area. And, well, Gold's there, too, because he's going to go find Henry first because Henry... um, has taken the crystal. He wrote, he used his little book, used his little pen and did something he swore he would never do when he became the author. And he changed things and he changed it to get that little glowy crystal thing in his hand. And so he's got it. Gold's ticked. He's going to find his grandson. I don't think he's going to do anything grandfatherly to him. He doesn't strike me as the type that's going to love him and hug him and say, Oh, you little rascal. No, you scamp. (laughs) You little scallywag. Let's go sit and talk. Um, and so they're all looking, what? Uh, you know, this, 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 stop here for just a second. Okay. I don't know I interrupted you, but this is important. That Henry did what he did? Well, he has the power of the author. Well, yeah, I, he could and fix so going, many things. Let, let's go run off. I know. To New York. I know. It, it does. To find some artifact. When really all you had to do is stay where you were and write it down in a book. There's yeah, there's got it. <laughs> but then we, but then we wouldn't have had an extra. Uh, we wouldn't have had an extra episode. Would have been a really short episode. Been real short. <laughs> but it, it does. It does make you wonder. Kind of like when you were talking back and forth the way that they weave in and out of the stuff. But you know. Let's- Chalk it up with the hormonal teenager because yeah. honestly, maybe he just wanted to go on a trip with his girlfriend. That could be it. Maybe maybe that's all it was. It he wanted to see be, the Big Apple. Or it could be that 
teenagers are by crazy. and large yeah, crazy, but by and large don't think things through. Well, that's possible. That's highly possible. <laughs> so, so there's that. And so he just he, didn't think. Henry's looking through the books and he's seen he's flipping through. And so we as viewers get to see all the different illustrations and we see mm, Jacqueline okay, Hyde before we realize really before it's been told to us that the others are trapped in the area with Jacqueline Hyde. So, I mean, you kind of figure it all out. And sure enough, that's where they are. And so they end up helping. He ends up helping them. He fixes Zelina's wand and he's going to get them out. And meanwhile, Mr. Hyde is going to use him to fix. It's this long thing. The bottom line is they're running through the thing with dude chasing them. And we see all these different characters that people are losing their minds over saying who we're going to see next season, which cracks me up that people are already looking so forward to next season based on the hints and the Easter eggs that they saw in either the courtyard or in the book. People are losing their dadgum minds. Do you want to go over those? Sure. Sure. Uh, So we saw the windmill, which was a reference to Don Quixote. Mm. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if they do use him. I think that he could be a good ally. Oh, this, we find out this is the land of untold stories. Yes. The land of that's, untold yes, stories. That's where they are. They're Which in the land is of untold stories. And them being in a library and most of the characters that we see point to literary characters, literary characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that, that's exciting to me, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that they're getting away from Disney-centric characters because they, while the majority of them are Disney-centric, it's not like they haven't introduced literary characters before because Zelina is a literary character, technically. Right, and we've had Frankenstein Uh, and Frankenstein's monster. Yes. Uh, Who else have we had? Uh, Well, well, the Greek gods, obviously. That's not. I mean, yes, they did Hercules, but I'm, I'm talking about things that you really just were going to bring him up no matter what, weren't you? Yeah, that was really the only way I could figure <laughs> out how I could work his Hercules name into the into episode. The episode. He, he didn't return in the season, but he's going to come back. Well, in Robin, I he's mean, come well, back. Robin of Sherwood Forest, he's been Disney-fied too. I, yeah. yeah, a lot of them have been Disney-fied. Uh, I guess the ones that haven't are really the ones that would qualify as straight-up literary, Story, yeah, literary yeah. Uh, characters. There's been a bunch of them. But uh, they made uh, two separate references to a traditional uh, uh, or British children's literature, The Water Babies, which I only have like a cursory knowledge of that. And so anyone that's listening that may know more about The Water Babies, please let us uh We'll have to check with our friend what, Stephen the Brit. Yeah. There you go. He'll know because it's a English even though thing. yes, and he knows all those things, but he's not. He was, he was born, born in Florida. No, he wasn't. Oh, that's right. He was born, he was born in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> <laughs> His parents are from there. It's not British. Well, and somebody he does said, have dual citizenship. Anyway. Somebody said they saw Jasmine in the um, um, in the courtyard. I uh, Jasmine or Esmeralda? No, both Esmeralda oh. and Jasmine. Like I said, this is all things people all over online saying, mm. oh, did you see, did you see, did you see? And I thought that was interesting. I didn't see Esmeralda, so I'll have to go back and look. I did see the Don Quixote. Uh, I didn't recognize what the Water Baby stuff was because there was no picture. It was actually just text. So somebody took the time oh, people to freeze time. frame it yeah. and drill in on the text. Well, and people have said Gulliver's Travels was saw one of the that, pictures. Saw that. That would be interesting because I think the Lilliputians would make great uh, villains. Mm. Well, they were kind of villainy. Yeah. 
um, somebody said that they saw, or we actually saw the kids, and we saw um, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. And so that, that was an easy one because that was a book, the picture. And then We've there done was a, giants before. Yeah. But who doesn't want to see a giant blue ox? I would love to see a giant I do. blue ox. I would too. This guy. Mm-hmm. I want to see him traipsing down the middle of Storybrooke. We saw a couple of cowboys. We're not really sure what they mm-hmm. would have been for. They could have just been random characters. But I think the one that has me um, in, intrigued the most, and I hope they explore, is that is a reference to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, you Captain have, Nemo, mm-hmm. the Nautilus. I mean, come on. You've wanted to go to Atlantis for so long. Uh, well, see, you you spoiled oh, my, I'm sorry. my thought. No, that's okay. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine because if we were to explore that, what better way to find the hidden city of Atlantis is tying that together with twenty thousand leagues under under the sea, being on the Nautilus. Yeah, but if they underwater. if they explore all of these people that they showed, and oh, they're not going to have time. There's no time. They, that's another time. two years yeah. worth of shows. Just exploring that and getting them around, and and you have the evil queen who's now running rampant all over New York City, ripping people's hearts out. Uh, yeah, and we'll. Remind me, I want to speculate as to how far into the season that arc will go. Okay. Uh, I think that's something I, uh, we'll get we'll get to. It. But okay. a lot of literary references uh, that's got me excited because I think th- there's so much more that they could do. Like if they, I mean, they've already done Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I mean, how cool would it be to draw in? And I'm thinking of things in public domain, right? So, man. Of course, I don't. Everyone wants to speculate. Oh, you know, maybe one day they'll bring in Star Wars. Eh, whatever, you know, we See, that, that would be too I, the, hard to integrate. The, yeah, but but would what they... would be interesting to unless they, uh, but but they could never be in this realm of uh, the land of untold stories because that story has been told, uh, yeah, on from the mountaintops. But it might be interesting. Uh, well, let's, I, I guess let's think a little bit. Oh, the land of untold stories. It's I, I don't necessarily think that means that no one knows who these characters are because clearly we do. Right. I think maybe it's an illusion. They're eluding to the fact that there is a certain part of the story that remains untold. And so that's a so good way like- to take and turn – of course, they already turn things on their ear, but that's a good way to get a – to to kind of get away with turning things on his ear is saying that, well, we're going to, we're going to uncover an aspect that's never been un, uh, covered before. And well, so that's in a why way, I like then, to see him then tie it's unfinished together. business. It's just another way to say unfinished business to me. If, if you're just <laughs> I, telling I the stories that haven't been told, then you have unfinished business to tell, but they're not dead. Well, right. So it's the living world of unfinished business. The land of untold stories. Oh man, we we we're. we're this, I know you're making this, your head hurt. This is making me get a headache. I got a migraine now. Sorry. Uh, last thought. Oh, how cool would it be to have a Halloween centric episode? Bring back Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. Just throw Dracula and a werewolf in there too. Ooh. That would make. That would make. That'd be a nice treat for old Josh. Maybe they could all just dress up as their fairy tale characters. They have to have the costumes in their closets. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, Do you think they trick yeah. or treat the storybook? When I say werewolf, I meant the wolf man. Because yeah. we have a werewolf, and I'm sure Red and uh, Dorothy. Dorothy. Quite I, was, I almost said Red and Ruby. I'm like, mm, same person, <laughs> but 
Why? Well, they only had enough potion for Regina. Because now I'm like sitting here thinking, man, who else could they use it on? Man, if they had this potion, (laughs) boy, they could they could pull all kinds of people apart. Um, But they made it clear that there was enough for one more dose. One more. Because there's always there's always there's always room for one more. Well, because he made it with the flower. That was growing on the ground, uh, which was just wisteria. I don't know if you noticed. That. I, did, I, did, I did. The first thing I noticed was he was cutting purple. So wisteria. we have some out in the yard. So we're. <laughs> oh, we could go make some potion. Later on, we're going to be making a concoction <laughs> in, in the Nth Castle Laboratory. So, <laughs> so um, the Scoobies are running around, and, and they've got Jekyll and Hyde with them, or chasing them, and we're have Mogwai everywhere. So. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, and so that's going on. Meanwhile, they're in the library. They realize that um, that these are the stories, and they've got all this stuff. And is that going to work? And Henry and Violet um, look over. She looks over, and she sees this chalice. She sees this thing, and she's like, "Oh, hey, this looks like the Holy Grail, the thing." And so he breaks the glass because that's what you do in a library, and he takes it. And surely it's a replica, because why would it be? Well, it's not the real grail, but it apparently um, doesn't have to be because it can still it can still destroy magic. Right. What? It, yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, <laughs> and so Gold shows up, and Henry says, you're not going to get this without a fight. And the next thing you know, he's sound asleep on the floor, which is kind of funny. Take your little nappy poo. Yeah, go to sleep, Sonny. And so... Um, Gold goes to a very nice hotel and he uh, is going to kind of do some stuff. And while he's getting ready to do some stuff, he puts the box on the bed and he puts the little sparkly <laughs> crystally thing on a side table. That was a great scene. Yeah. That was a great scene. And so um, I almost said Hades, but that's not right. Hide. Well, he, we find out Hyde has a beef with Rumple. He does not like the dark one. We don't know why. We don't know what's going on. And so he's just Rumple gets around. It's like he knows He's been every he, he knows, knows everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And that's the advantage of being alive for a really long time. Well, that's true. You but know everybody. Nobody likes like being, him. It's like being the mayor. Even though he wasn't the mayor, it's like being the mayor. He just yeah. know everybody. You are you gonna can you make it through this? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Wow. We need to get a button. <laughs> push that button i tried to not do it <laughs> so um so yeah so we you? find no i'm sorry i don't i don't know what i'm cold and you know how when you get cold you get sleepy would you like a blanket well it's too late now would you I like can, some hot chocolate with with some spi- i would like some spiked hot chocolate <laughs> that would be the bomb it's so um so we find out that they have this beef and and so we'll find out don't worry oh i'm sure no i'm worries. sure we'll find out they he makes a portal because he's going to take he's going to take something of Rumple's and so Rumple the portal opens up and so he's faced with a decision and this ultimately is Rumple's life in one <laughs> yeah, scene yes yes do you pick uh, the thing that you love the most oh, but my crystal is or right. do you pick the thing that has the power uh, I don't want to leave her she's over here on right. the bed and I, so what does he do. He goes for the power. And, and I thought that was just a really, really, because here's, he loves this woman and she's carrying his baby and she has done, he has done all of this to get them out and to get them safe. But yet he chose the power. Every stinking time. Every time. Every time. And so he shouldn't be surprised. He, he should never be surprised. He shouldn't have been surprised, A, that a portal would have opened up and he would have lost the box. I mean, he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, you choose the power, but- 
you should, I, I would hope at some point he would choose the power and then the box would have fell through the portal and he'd be like, eh, you know, hey, them's the brakes. I mean, I'm going to go get her. <laughs> But it's not like I didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, have really good pockets. Keep the box in a pocket. Yeah. Why did you have to put it on the bed? Well, because he was going to try to wake her up. Mm. I mean, he didn't just yeah. lay the po- box gentle, gently on the nice squishy bed. Well, she had to have room, I guess, well, yeah, un- she unfold. had to stretch out. That's right. She's been, been cramped box. up. <laughs> She's been cramped up for a really long time. So um, anyway, so Regina goes, they they figure out where gold is because it's got this big purple cloud brewing over the thing. And so they go over there and Regina's trying to trick him into helping him, saying that she could be the evil queen again. And they have drinks and Emma sneaks in and Emma's going to try to steal the crystal. He knows Emma's in there. He's no big dummy. And it turns out, you know, they said that there's no magic or Henry shows up. Henry does his Henry stuff and poof, all the magic's gone. Turns out the dragon is really going to be the only one that still has magic. They go see the dragon. Remember the dragon from, I don't even remember when we first saw the dragon, but he was a really cool dude. And I'm wondering, is it the dragon from Mulan? Yes. The little squirmy Eddie Murphy? Mushu. That's who he is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So if he's dead, who's going to be mad? Mulan. Hmm. She will seek vengeance. Rest so that's sure. really who he is. That's oh, it's not dragon. vengeance Mulan's after. It's a reckoning. Oh. Yes. Huh. Why, why are you looking at me because, so perplexed? Because <laughs> it just, it's taken me a while to figure out like who he was. Mm-hmm. Because they kept saying dragon, dragon, dragon. And I remember when he was first on, they said dragon, dragon, dragon. And the only dragon I could ever think of was Mulan's dragon. Mm-hmm. And he never turned into a person. He was just a dragon. It was Eddie Murphy, right? Yes. Yeah. That is correct. And so, hmm, interesting. Now, see, that confuses me. What about that confuses you? Well, because he's a dude, not a dragon. Does he morph into a dude? Uh, Maleficent is also a dragon, and she's also a lady at times. Yeah. Chew on that. She was a fairy. Oh, she was a yeah, she was okay, a dragon. So you're 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 mixing up your once upon a time Maleficent with Maleficent from the movie Maleficent. Not Sleeping Beauty, but the Angelina Jolie Maleficent. Yes, she was a fairy. She had her wings cut off. You, it's are, too much. Are you still with me? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I, the dragon thing has really messed me up now. No, it's okay. I forget whole episodes. It's going to happen. There, but, once a show reaches 100 plus episodes, I'm going to we're going to forget stuff at some point. So anyway, they <laughs> they go to see the dragon and he's very wise and I don't people are unsubscribing from our podcast. Oh, that's okay. That maybe we can't they remember stuff. No, it's not that. <laughs> maybe they didn't ever think that the little Asian man was Eddie Murphy. Like I can't I just can't I guarantee you no one else has this problem. Please tell me somebody else didn't understand that that was the same dragon. Please, just I just need one of you oh, I, to validate my crazy. I hope everybody writes in and goes, nope, no we knew exactly who that was. <laughs> it just never, it, I couldn't figure out why there was a... <sighs> so anyway, it's like this her handsome... This vexes you so. It does. It's like the stupid, her handsome hero. Oh, that was the name of the book. Oh, oh. my goodness. Sometimes my roots are blonde. So 
Anyway, so they go to him. He says, yeah, 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 I'll help you, but I'm not going to help you. I'll help Regina because blah. And so anyway, he ends up helping him, telling him what they need to do. And then we see Regina out on the rooftop, and she's just had a really rough day. And and Snow's trying to comfort her, and, and Emma's out there. And Since she, when is Snow, a pregnant lady, carrying a flask? Well, I have an answer. I just on the I w- show. Well, that's true. She's just wearing a lot of coats. But since when did Snow start carrying around a flask? I think probably it's wise if Snow's always carrying around a flask. I, I yeah. back when she was Bandit Snow, I bet she always had a flask on her. I would hope so. I mean, in case you get hurt, you got to pour it on your stuff. Uh, your stuff. alleys, your cuts, oh. your scrapes. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know how this works. So they're up there. They're on the rooftop, and Snow would always have alcohol on her. I I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. So, Mary Margaret. Oh no! Oh no! Never touch well, the gone. stuff. Mary Mar- never touch the stuff. I don't ever want to hear that name <laughs> again. And so they're talking, and uh, you know they're they're telling Regina, "Hey, we're here for you. We're sorry. We know this is pretty crappy." And she's just talking about how the fact that you know if she loses the evil queen, you know that the evil queen, if she's gone, then Regina just has all this regret, and you know, and it's it's really, I think, everything that we heard Regina say was just one of those things that you you hear it and you're like, yeah, you know, you're right. You were a horrible person. You were the evil queen and you're not that horrible person anymore. But if you're ever going to be free of that, you know, if, if, if you're ever going to be free of that evilness, what do you become, you know, and, and you can't, it doesn't give you a pass and all the stuff that you did. And she just feels like she's destined. If she's going to be good, she's going to be miserable because people she loves are going to die and it's, she's never going to be happy. So do you go evil and just be live in your ability or do you just <laughs> be good and be sad and miserable? And I think that's what she's faced with. Which is an interesting question asked, which by the way, that, that monologue by Lana was, Fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she's absolutely shining in every everything. And I cannot wait until next season when she actually gets to draw two paychecks. But, <laughs> I hope so. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, it's going to be great to see her to be able to chew the scenery as the evil queen. That said, a little news flash for her. that's how normal people who choose to be good have to live. Even if they were never evil, like yeah. she was. Well, and she says she's constantly at war with herself, and she can never have redemption, <laughs> just suffering. But when you choose the path of good, sure, you're always going to have that. You're always going to have that. It's finding the joy despite the struggles and the trials and the tribulations. So, but it, it still should speak to all of us because that is life, right? Although I would say that if you chose a dark path, that doesn't mean your life is going to be easy. You just don't care. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think the that's thing. the crux. That's well, the heart think, of the matter. Is, you know, 
I think that that's why it's so hard and why we've talked, we've talked a couple of times and I just completely cut you off, but um, we've talked a lot about how we still pull for Rumpel, (laughs) right? And and we've talked about that in the Facebook page and how we're still pulling for Rumpel. Every time he gets that shot to do the good thing, like when he was having to choose between the box on the bed and the little glowy thing, there's a part (laughs) of you that's like, pick the box, dummy. But you know, he's not going to pick the box, but it's like, he's still, He's at war with himself because every time he picks the bad thing, he knows that he should probably pick the good thing, but he knows that that bad thing is so much more tempting to him and that's what he needs to do. And so you're right. I mean, there's, I think there's that constant struggle. And for her, she just figures if she's going to be, if she's going to be good, then she's just going to be miserable because she's always going to be fighting that dark side, a constant, constant battle. I would even say, I would even go so far as to say that I think technically that comes from a place of selfishness. For basically, for the the idea behind that is that you're—I don't want to say wallowing in self pity, but when you're contemplating this idea of not being happy, uh, feeling pain, suffering—that's just part of the deal, right? That's part of life. Mm-hmm. I think it's like I said. I think it's in the learning to cope. It's in the learning to find joy and peace and the. Uh, in the thing, in in, in, in while everything's crumbling around you, trying to find those those positive things out of the negatives, but giving in to and succumbing to those dark thoughts and dark desires, and not wanting to do that can be construed as coming from a place of I, I don't want to do this because of what it does to me, not thinking. That if I don't do these things, it's better for everyone else. Right. You know, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it because it's incredibly complex. And that's this is one of the most incredibly complex things that we've actually seen on the show. They've I I love that they're diving into it because they've looked at what happens when you take a good person and you turn them bad and what happens when you take someone that started bad and we're turning them into good and that internal struggle and conflict and it, well, but you know the thing is, Regina wasn't always bad. Yeah, that, and, and because Snow, an even, point. Snow right. even makes a comment when they're out on the rooftop, and she says something about when she's getting ready to pull the evil Regina out, and she said, "You know, you shouldn't be here because she didn't like you on a good day." You know, and and Snow was like, "I was there when she was born. I was there when all that started." Mm. And so Regina mm-hmm. wasn't always bad. You're right. You're you right. Know? You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and she even said, "I I." Someone told a secret, you know, Snow told a secret mm-hmm. and it turned me evil and all I ever wanted was vengeance. And, and fundamentally you get it right down to it. That was everything. That secret did all of that mm. secret telling. Hmm. Hmm. I almost feel like that's when Mary Margaret was born. <laughs> I know you told me not to mention the name, but that's a, that was a very Mary Margaret thing to do. Um, you know what I mean by that. To tell the secret? Yeah. She was a little girl. I understand that. I'm just making light of the situation. It's all incredibly complex. I mean, if you really want to think about it, the actions of one person has set the wheels in motion. For everything. For all of this. Yeah. All of this. 
you could even say that Snow is responsible for everything that has happened. In She's show. absolutely responsible for everything. Um, but but her intentions were good, right? Because Cora tricked her. Cora wanted to know. Cora, it doesn't matter. The point is, she told. <laughs> I'm sorry, the my mind got a little blown there for a, a second. Secret. <laughs> Regina was not bad at the time. She just wanted to love someone. Regina just wanted to love and be loved, just like Zelina. They really are. I mean, they really are birds of a feather. Hmm. You know what I'm just wondering? Was Regina like, the name of the evil queen, like, from originally? What do you mean? Like, when, when the story of the evil queen first came out, did she have a first name, or was that something that the writers gave her? Regina. Are you talking about source material outside yes. of the context source of material outside. Once Upon a Time? I'm, I'm just wondering I if they've known so. the whole time that they were going to have Regina and Zelina be sisters because the names are just so... I'm sure they had everything mapped out. You think so? Well, they've already said they know how it ends, right? I, well, I think they wrote it with the end in mind. Hmm. Uh, I, I, th- I think that's something they learned from Lost. They had to do Have that. an ending... Have a proper ending before. <laughs> yeah, or, let's, or, yeah, let's, let's but, even start. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's hope. No, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think she had a a first name. I don't. She was just an evil queen. I don't know for sure. I, can I take a just a, a, a go right quick ahead? You do detour, what you need to do uh, because we just saw the scene where the uh, the room service going to uh, Rumple. Uh, oh the, yeah. Which I guess it would have been a hotel, not an apartment, but. Uh, why, why the hell was this young kid listening, bebopping down the hallway to, to Jesse's girl, to Jesse's girl? Yeah. We can't figure that. That's gotta be something. <laughs> there it has to be some significance yeah. to that. That's, that's too random to not be random. Yeah. And so like, I was trying to think, okay, <laughs> Jesse's girl, nobody on the show's name, Jesse, nobody on the, the age of that- 40. Would be listening to that. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's a good song. <laughs> okay, but thirty. You have to no. So you have to think. Okay, Jesse's girl. Nobody fits that bill. Rick Springfield. Well, no, nobody's. Maybe somebody's related to Rick Springfield. Is somebody stealing somebody's woman in this episode? Mm, I, I'm no. really. I would really. I'm. I mean, I've been There's trying to be like something. Grasp at straws. There has to be. Some sort of significance, and honestly, I haven't quite figured. Maybe they it out just yet. liked. Maybe that's his favorite song. They're like, well, we 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 finally got the rights to the song. <laughs> We've been asking for years now. Just, we, just put it in there. Just we wrote a in. show in the eighties, and we weren't able to use it. We're gonna stick it in, Dad. Gummit. <laughs> just put it in. <laughs> Do it live. Yeah, there has to been because there's so. This episode was so full. I mean, it really, really was of different little things that they put in here, here and there, for people who do that, who go back and watch and and freeze frame it and they should have used freeze frame um and and do all that you know and and so that like the wedding dress when hook and emma are out there mugging down there's a wedding dress in the window behind it it doesn't matter that's what i do and so you know and so people were attacking that oh did you see the wedding dress you see the wedding dress and so it's like everything you're in an episode like this where you know it's going to be the finale and you're not going to have it for a while it's like everybody is just latching on to every little thing every little detail trying to figure out what, you know, what is in store. And I love that. I think that's so cool that you have a fan base that will do stuff like that. 
I think whoever owns that shop that that dress is in is going to be the main proponent for uh, Emma and Hook getting married uh, next season for the simple fact that they don't get a lot of business in Storybrooke. That's but true. There haven't been know, a lot of weddings. Well, there's only been really one in Storybrooke. Do you remember which one that was? Well, Belle and Rumpel got married in Storybrooke, but she didn't wear a wedding dress. She sure didn't. She wore a so, smart-looking little jacket and hat. So why is this shop still in business? I guess because of magic. So, Henry, once you kill magic, you're also putting this small business owner out of, out of business. Yeah. Is that really what you want to do? You didn't think this through, did yeah, you? I mean, really, business-wise, the only <laughs> businesses that should be booming in Storybrooke would be Granny's and right. a funeral parlor. That's going to be pretty big. <laughs> yes. Nobody else. I mean, Gold's Pawn Shop never has people. No. Well, and none you know that what, we see. Do you know, I was just thinking about Henry and Violet in the pawn shop when they're talking about, we know that her mother was killed by magic. And I wonder if that's going to come back because we don't know who Violet's mom is. Mm. And so I'm wondering who is her mother? Mm. If her mother, oh, it'd be cool if it was Regina. Like if Regina's her mom and she thinks Regina was killed and she really isn't. And then the two of them are brother and sister, but yet they're really not brother and sister because Regina's not his blood mother. Oh, that'd be awesome. You just made that whole... It's like flowers in the attic. Scenario. Really weird. Really gross. But that would be cool because we don't know what I, happened with... I know Regina can't have kids, but Regina couldn't have kids like way later on. So what if she had a kid? It doesn't matter. Anyway, we don't know who Violet's mom is and I bet we're going to find out who Violet's mom is next season. And it's going to be somebody. Yeah. Maybe her name's Jessie. Maybe she was Jessie's girl. Maybe her dad is Jesse. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. I think we're really grasping astrology. I know. But we did find out her dad was a Connecticut. What was it? A Connecticut Yankee in Camelot, which is a book. Uh, In King Arthur's court. What did I say? Camelot. Same thing. (laughs) So Arthur's still down. I guess we're never going to see Arthur again. It's fine. And all the Camelotians are now gone. I, Camelot, the people, the Camelot people, Camelotians, what, do, what would you call them? Camelots, Camelotties, Camelotes, what, what would you call them? Subjects of Camelot. Yeah, that's not nearly as fun as Camelotes. Camelonians. That's, that sounds like a drink you would buy at Starbucks. <laughs> So they, you know, there's so much, there's so much. And and so they end up, <sighs> Regina and Regina are separated. And are we to that point already? Yeah, we're going to. I feel just, like we've talked just, about this like five times Because already. it was, it was so good. <laughs> and so anyway, so Regina comes out and she's taunting good Regina. You know, you don't have the balls to do it basically is what she said without saying it right. that way. And she's like, yeah, I do. And she said, you're weak, you're weak, you're weak. And she just... She reaches in there and she grabs evil Regina's heart, the evil queen, and she just crushes it. And it just sand. Mm. And we thought she's no, we done thought it. that was it. We thought it was it. But no. She's done it. It's she's over. not done. She's done with that. And you know, we, we have to say at this point, so yeah, there's other stuff that went on in the show, but we we're so excited about the show. You know, we were talking during the show and, and doing the Facebook stuff, which you should do if next year. And um, we see Hyde in Storybrooke talking to Regina. How did he get there? 
We don't know. Oh, you made a deal with gold. This is your town now. Fantastic. And our TV went out. We're like, oh, what? God. Yes. Okay. So recently <laughs> we cut the cord and we, um, we have a handful of channels through PlayStation View, that service, which is fantastic service. Really love it. Uh, we get everything that we need. And no, they're not sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. Sounds like they may be. <laughs> but we get all the channels that we want for 30 bucks. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. And um but ABC is not live. It's only on demand. For whatever reason, they don't have some sort of contract with them. But I figured out that if you go through the watch ABC app through Roku or on your phone or Kindle or whatever device you have they ask you to log in with your service provider and lo and behold, PlayStation view is one of the service providers. So we can actually watch a, our local ABC station live through that app, which mm-hmm. you can't do that for any other station, which is interesting because all the other stations are available live on PlayStation view. So we're watching it two hours go by. And at that moment, the app it took a did. dump. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> and we were just scr- what? And it's like you need to Screaming. restart the app. Well, by the time I restart the app, it was over. Oh, it, it was, was over. Quantico or whatever the hell it is. That's oh, next. oh, and here's just a little tidbit that you might find interesting. When you watch anything through the app and you're watching it live, you're not able to record it anywhere. So if you restart it and it's already over, you're not going to be able to catch the ending till the next day. Yeah, when it goes on. Demand. So, so we, we weren't real happy. We, <laughs> we didn't technically technically know that uh, Regina uh, came back. Evil Queen Regina. Evil Queen uh, came back until the the next day. I mean, yeah. we we saw some stuff on Twitter, and we kind of like maybe started putting two and two together, but not able to see the actual scene. That was that was like getting punched in the gut. Yeah. And and we still don't know how that (laughs) happened. Like how she, you know, she bamped herself into the dragon, Eddie Murphy's shop. And, and (laughs) she just said, you know, she should have never let me go. She should have never let me out. And then she just rips his heart out and just stands there. And yeah, she's, you know, her face is illuminated by the glowy heart. So who knows, you know, and, and they don't, I mean, they don't know she's out. They think she's gone. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Oh, and so and she's in the real world with a heart. In, she's in the real world. She has. She doesn't have a heart unless she puts dragon's heart in her body. You can you put? I mean, we know that Snow and David share a heart. So I'm wondering if Regina can put her heart into dragon's heart into her body. Why would she do that? Does she even need a heart? I don't know. It's not been made clear. So we had seen that um, gold when. So, so they're trying to figure out how, because Henry has destroyed magic in the glowy thing and they're all really, really ticked at Henry. And because he didn't know that when he destroyed magic, he basically sealed the fate of his people who were over wherever the heck that they were through the portal. Now we can't get him back. No, we can't get him home. No. There's no telling what's going on with Storybook. I've been watching the show for five seasons You're going to figure something out. You'll figure it out. And so what Henry decides is, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, this was the fountain that we used to go to in that time where we thought that we would just lived in New York and we had been trapped in this 
you know, non-magic-y spell or we were in a spell before Hook came and told you that it was really us and him and yada, yada, yada. And do you remember we used to always come to this fountain right here in front of the library? Oh, yeah, I do remember coming to the fountain. Do you remember the last time we were here, you said if you made a wish, it would come true and it's magic. And yeah, I do remember that. And so he throws a penny in and it's magic and nothing happens. And he's like, but wait, if we throw a lot of pennies in and so everybody's making wishes and stuff, well, they need more wishes. And so he stands up on top of the lion thing and tells people of New York, hey, we need your help. We believe in magic. Can you help us get our people back? And so sure enough, all of these New Yorkers, which I don't think this would Sus- happen. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> yeah. To the nth degree. Yes. And so all these New to Yorkers. Get there. All these New Yorkers go and stand at the fountain and they start making wishes and, and making the wish that they get their family back. And so they're throwing all these coins in. But Me- they have but they have to believe. So you can't just throw a coin right. in. It's they just have like, to believe. Right. It's just like an elf. All the people standing in New York's it's always New Yorkers. All the people standing in central um, <laughs> Here's why. Because if you can get the New Yorkers <laughs> to believe, believe their it. belief is worth Ten normal people. That's right. And so they're standing in Central Park and, you know, Santa Claus needs a sleigh full of beliefs so that it'll run. And so they mm. all start. So they start believing. So maybe they're just very gullible people in New York. I'm not entirely sure. So they believe this kid who says, if you just make this wish for us and believe, believe, believe with all your heart, it will really come true. And so they're throwing all these coins. Meanwhile, on the flip side, in the land of untold stories, the heroes are being chased by Hyde and they start getting pelted with pennies. And they're quick enough to realize, hey, it's magic. And then the next thing you know, all of them are standing in the fountain, which is dried up, and they're fine and they're well. So they're all together again. Everybody's together again. And where did I just want to go with this? I oh, have no idea. So, But they're together again, but the magic is is gone. <sighs> it's okay. We'll wait. Yeah. I had a really profound thought there for a minute. Well, we'll just keep talking. Maybe it'll come out. Yeah, I doubt it. That's, <laughs> that's probably gone. I love how Henry can turn on the dime, Oh, though. and so, see there, see, there it was. And so what we find <laughs> out later is that while they were all coming in through the portal, gold was going back the opposite direction. And so he has a mano a mano with Hyde. In through the outdoor. In through the outdoor. <laughs> no raspberry beret on his head. And he says, dude, um, I got something you want. You got something I want. And so he's going to make a deal. Hyde says he knows how to wake Bell without true love's kiss. And so that's how we that's how we find out that Hyde is back in Storybrooke. Hyde has made a deal with Gold. We don't know anything other than that, other than the fact that he now owns and runs Storybrooke. Regina's the one that sees him. And it's probably not going to be a good thing. So I don't know if it's going to be Mr. Hyde's pawn shop now. We don't know where Gold is. We don't know where Bell is. We just know that Hyde has now become the dude of Storybrooke. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad bad guy. guy. He's He's just the guy. Now, did you notice that Mr. Hyde's speech pattern Mm -hmm. was very reminiscent of Bane Mm. from The Dark Knight Rises? And I fully expected when he's having a discussion with uh, Rumpel that uh, he would start going into, oh, you think darkness is your ally, <laughs> but you merely adopted the dark. 
No. Uh, no. No. Okay. I don't think so. What I find. I thought you were going to let me go through the whole thing. No. What I find interesting, <laughs> because y'all know that we always have the episode on just to our left, or it's just on so we can see pictures. Really, that's all it is. If you would like to hear me do the full no, Bane monologue. No, nobody wants to hear that. Just write in. No, please. I'd be happy to record that. What I find interesting <laughs> is that Hyde is about two inches taller than Jekyll. I don't even know how that's going to turn out. What? Hyde is two inches taller than... He's, he doesn't even look like the guy. Well, but of course, that's I, I the understand point. The, point, the point, but I don't but... know how he could be taller. <laughs> how, is that bo- how is a taller person inside you? Uh... That would be, you know, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of molecular manipulation going oh, on within this potion that they took. Uh, I guess what you're trying to say He's is He's two that, inches more evil. First of all, how did they get the, the raw material for a whole another, another living entity out of one person without that person and their dying? And their clothes. And their clothes. And they come Fully clothed, both and, of them. And like you said, he's two inches taller. It's kind of like the Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to get tattoo of myself over my whole body, only two, <laughs> two inches, inches taller. taller. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the whole, it, it, mm, I think we're, we're trying to ascribe uh, science to something that is unscientific. Science. Which, what, what did you think about the whole steampunk element of this you know, of I'm this not a, land in, of course, uh, yeah, Jekyll and Hyde. I'm not a steampunk. I mean, I, uh, I get it. I like the glasses, but that's, <laughs> I'm not a, I mean, I'm not really a steampunk. The only thing that I really like steampunk, there was a, a kid's, it's a YA book. Was it The Explorers? Shoot. See, I need to stop talking when I don't have all my facts straight. Come on, Belle, you can we, do it. <laughs> we it's read it. We read it. The kids and I read it. Um, I want to say it's the Explorers, and there's actually a second one coming out, and that was really good. That was steampunky, but that's really my only experience with that. That and Becky Lynch because she's steampunky. Oh um, yes. yes, but I, you know, I could is. I could take it or leave it. I could really just not care about mm. all of that. I just don't. I guess I don't get it. I'm too old. I guess I don't know. No, no, no. I think, I think, I think you like what you like, and yeah. either you like something or you don't. And I don't. I don't think you have to have a reason. Just don't like it. You know? Yeah. But I don't think you dismiss it just because you don't. I think you, I think, because it's an aesthetic. It's not like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to psychoanalyze. Well, I mean, it's a a thing, right? It's a fad. It's like punk. It's like, um, well, with steam. (laughs) that's that's not what i meant i meant it's like a a thing it's like victorian type style with technology right so it's it's taking and uh, blending a a time it's like blending a time period with something that would not have possibly existed in that time period which is uh technological advances right so i think that's the appeal right because you can have the aesthetic of victorian victorian england that's very romantic uh, highly romanticized type time period where people were prim and proper and they wore clothes that would not be appropriate for Mm-mm. the South. Of course, uh, it's... of course, in the South, they wore clothes that wouldn't be appropriate for the South. I don't know how people survived and why we're here and why people didn't die from overheating. I don't understand. I mean, they... They were tougher. They wore wool and cotton. Have you ever worn wool? No, I don't. can't me itch. Don't. Now, unless you have layers underneath, you wear a wool coat, it's going to keep you really warm. 
But don't get that on your skin. No. Unless you like to scratch. And not in 90 degree Houston humidity. So, steampunk could care less. But <laughs> it was, um, yeah, you know, and, and Henry gets his first kiss. In front of his mom's. I know, it's gross. Oh, that's disgusting. And Regina really wants no part of Violet. Like, you know that if she would just let that evil queen out for just the slightest moment, Violet would be just a pile of dust. Oh, yeah. And what a great thing that would be as a mom to a boy that you're watching <laughs> with this budding relationship with this harlot. I mean, who is this <laughs> Who is this Violet chick? They even talk about it. And Emma's was like, yeah, she's, she's all right. So yeah, she's tell- all right. She let me steal her heart and made her do things that she didn't want to yeah. do against her will. So, you know, that's why she's cool in my book. Yeah, so you could tell Emma's <laughs> going to be a whole lot nicer to Violet than Regina because she's got that baggage. But I still can't get over the dragon. That's, that's just the guy blowing from 21 my mind. Jump Street, by the way. I thought you were going to say 21 pilots. <laughs> no. Say, really? Wow. I, I can't <laughs> remember his name. Clearly, he's aged. Well, he's he's a dragon, <laughs> for Pete's sake. It was, you know, I I liked it. I thought I thought the episodes were really really good. I like um, I like what they did. I, I like the way that Regina is just changing and changing and changing all the time. And I think, you know, we we had talked afterward about talking about whose story this whole show was. And your contention is it's Regina's story all the way. Yeah. From the get go. Sure. Because you know when when it first started, it was about Emma. She was the savior. She was going to come save the town, and. You know, none of that would have been possible without Regina. Of course, none of it would have happened without Regina. Here's why. I'll let the cat out of the bag. Regina is once upon a time's Darth Vader. I mean, you really get down to it. In Star Wars, the original trilogy, who wasn't and the main character of that wasn't Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie. No, it wasn't any of them. Most Darth Vader, and his transformation. Yeah, that's True. what the story. The, the, that's what the heart of the story was, and so that's really what I'm basing it on. It's, hmm. To me, Regina is once upon a time is Vader. Hmm. Are you, are you, do you need to pick your brain up off the floor after yeah, that I'm, one? Between, <laughs> between the dragon <laughs> and Darth Vader, <laughs> my brain is mush. Right. Yeah, I I can see that. You know, I can see that. And I think that and the transformation she's going through this season is this has been a big season. You know, I mean, Emma kind of went weird and then she was so quiet in the second half. I mean, it was such a big first part of the season four. And we find out that, you know, she never really lost who she was. And Regina struggles all the time with losing who she is. And so, yeah, I, I could see I could see why you think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so different from the way that it was originally like when the when season one rolled out. We thought it was Emma's story. Mm-hmm. You know, she was going to fix everybody. She was going to save everybody. And she spent the entire four and a half seasons trying to fix and save people. And finally realized she can't, that's not, she can't do it. it. If the series doesn't end with Regina bringing some sort of balance, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Hmm. Is she going to cut off anybody's arm? <sighs> People lose a lot of appendages in Star Wars, don't they? They do. There's always something getting chopped <laughs> In the original off. trilogy, every single uh, – well, actually, up and through – Up well, until the last all, one. All, yeah, up until the last one, yeah. Every – of the first six, somebody lost an appendage. Typically a hand. Well, yeah. If not an arm. 
Yeah. It's interesting. Nothing is by mistake. No. So let's get into speculation. We can wrap this bad boy up. I hope that we get to see some of the literary characters. I don't, I hope, my hope is that we don't stretch things out like I felt they did uh, a little bit this season in the two realms, but but then shorten some of the character arcs. Like, okay, I know you're going to laugh. Herc (laughs) was one one and done. I felt like he had more. More to do. He had more value to do, but. He just served whatever purpose they needed to serve. So I don't want them to, I guess what I'm saying is I don't want them to rush and throw a bunch of things at us. And then it's like, it's just a passing reference. Right. And then right. I, I you want like to develop. Do you want to? Yeah, I want to develop and yeah. explore. But then we have to remember that all of this stuff is basically set dressing and plot progression to further the character arcs of the main characters. Right. And so when we get frustrated with any TV show and we go, oh, that episode was a filler, yada, yada, yada. Uh, at the end of the day, if you go back and look at it, it's like, okay, but there were pieces of that that without w- some kernel of that, okay, this is not true of every episode, but by and large, if you were to look back, you could say, oh, I see now how that puzzle piece fits into the overall story. Some things we could do without, but again, most of this is in service to furthering the character development. That said, I'd love to see the Nautilus. I'd love to see us go into the ocean. I'd love for us to go to Atlantis. That'd be awesome. Hook would probably really like that. Sure. That's probably his see, thing. We, maybe we'll see, see Poseidon, Poseidon again. again. Why not? Yeah. And his nephew, Hercules. <laughs> so <laughs> just, just, just hanging out. In. Just hanging out together. Anything else That's to what do. They do. Yeah, yeah. What else am I doing? Yeah. Because uh, he can't die. Oh, that was uh, another point I was going to make is that it, it felt foolhardy to me for uh, Henry to think that he could destroy magic. Because then I was like, okay, well, what about Olympus? What about the gods? Yeah. Can you destroy their magic? Can you take that from them? Because they are supernatural. Whereas even though Rumpel is immortal, he started, I don't feel like he's a supernatural being in the sense that he was a god. Um, He has power, but he can also be destroyed. Of course, Hades was destroyed as well. I guess the point I'm trying to make is when you take magic away, were you thinking, would it make sense that you would then take the power from the gods as well? And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that would have worked. So if he really would have destroyed magic, I don't, it would have been, it would have just been the appearance of destroying magic. I don't, I don't think you could make something go away. That energy has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that if he would have succeeded in that, I guess I would have had a problem, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But we're trying to speculate about next year. I, again, I hope they don't do the whole evil twin thing where, where the other characters are confused. And why is Regina acting funny? That just, hmm, something's a little off here. Yeah. Why did um, Regina just lay out the three dwarves? So I hope that they don't go down that route because that is way overused. And I hope they go a different route different route. And I hope that they use it as further progression in her struggle 
between uh, uh, good and evil. And I, I actually think at some point this, I believe they're going to get remerged at some point. They're going to get what? Remerge back. Oh, the evil queen and Regina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, they can't have two Reginas roaming around. No, no. And you've already killed her once. Right. Or you thought you did. And right? for whatever reason, she is still alive and kicking. And to me, I think what's going to happen is the answer is going to be in order to get rid of her, she has to take that pain back. Mm. That That's kind of how I see it going. Yeah. And then the other thing is, to me, her not being completely whole kind of dishonors Robin in his memory. Because he was the only one that accepted her completely and unconditionally as she was. No. Not as she is no. now. Yeah. He accepted all of her. Yeah. Everything. And so not being all of those things at once kind of is a disservice to his memory. And we'll... Since you're about to fall asleep, we should wrap this up. <laughs> about to fall <laughs> I know it's starting to get a little late, but what what are your hopes and desires for next season? I, you know, I just, I just, I feel like, I feel like this was such a strong season. I really, really enjoyed it. The Dark Swan, I, I think, you know, I would we have said that prior to this finale? Would we have said it was a strong season? I think, I think before the second arc. Happened? No, I think all the mm. dark swan stuff. I, my personal opinion. I mean, I love the show. I'm not ragging on it, but I think that went on a little bit longer than it had to. Um, mm. I wish that they would have resolved that a little bit sooner. I know why they drug it out. I mean, I get it. I get the whole point of it, but it was just because for me, her turning that way was just such a, a humongous thing, and the way that she was acting, the reason she was doing the stuff that she was doing was just so hard for me to stomach. And then. Then when Hook turned, ugh, it was just, it was tough, you know, and, and it, so to me, that just went on a little bit longer than it should have. This arc, I, I think has been good underworld. I thought that was interesting the way that they did it. I like the way that that all panned out. Um, Hades, I thought was great. And, and so I think, I think there was a lot of really good, the second arc, the second half of the season, the first season, like I said, the first part. And, you know, then you had that bear episode and you had Merida and you had all that stuff. And so there's just that that I just bleh. Okay. Okay. It was interesting that these past few seasons, they take the last episode or so to really, they, they resolve every, all the conflict for the season prior to the finale because the finale is being used as set up for the next season. Yeah, that's true. Which I don't think too many shows do. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think, you know, I think that the the promise for next season is is a great one, especially uh, if they do somehow find a way to work in even just a handful or no, well, not a handful, but two. I mean, even if they work in two of these things that we've seen in the in the book, you know, that would be pretty phenomenal. Um, I don't you know, I don't to me, it doesn't matter which two. I don't have favorites. I just think it, it'll be interesting. I like I like it when they go to different lands. I think you learn stuff. I think um I think it's cool the way that, the way that they interact and they, they just don't seem phased by anything anymore. Oh, we're here. Okay, great. How do we figure it out? Oh, we're here. Okay, great. How do we figure it out? And so, you know, the part of me really just wants them to just be able to hang out at the house and watch some Netflix and relax and eat pizza. But I don't think that's ever going to happen for these people. Um, 
I think that would have to be another big spell for them to be able to relax. But I'd like to see more of the Zelina and Regina sticking together and, and being sisters and being family together and, you know, maybe buying a nice little house. They can't really go live in Regina's old mayor house because she's not that person anymore. But buy a nice little house and raise the kid. And, you know, I'd like to see Emma and Hook settle down and have little babies with Hooks, which would hurt. But I guess the baby would just be cute. <laughs> <laughs> so you think uh, there's there's marriage on the horizon? I think so. I, I think it would be disappointing to a whole bunch of people if they ended up not marrying them off. But I'm sure that with any wedding and storybook, because like we've said, there's not been too many of them, there would be some big humongous thing. So who knows? I mean, that's what I think. I, I think it would be great if the two of them got their happy ending. I would still like for Regina to get her happy ending, but you know, her whole thing was finding love and maybe the love that she's going to find next episode, next season. If it is the last season is just the love with her family, her sister and her friends and her kid, you know, maybe it's not the romantic love. Maybe it's just the deep family love. And I think that would be cool too. You know, we, people look at love differently and it's not always about the boy and the girl or the romantic fashion of love. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, family and friends and she's come so far and she has that. And I think that would be, I would be cool with that. I think that would be a good ending for her. So do you think you think the saying that a lot of people like to use is hey there's our there's always someone out there for everyone is not true? No, I don't believe that. I don't either. I don't believe that at all. And and here's why. Because at the end of the day, life is tough and no matter how much you look or how much you try, um things don't always work out the way that you would like them to work out. Well, and I think and we are getting way more philosophical than once upon a time, but I, I, I don't think, you know, I think there's people that say that, you know, you fall in love, you, you have that great love of your life. And, and, you know, I think if, and just putting it back to once upon a time, Regina had Daniel and she talked in this episode about losing Daniel and what that did to her. And then she lost Robin and what that did to her. She's at different points in her life. I mean, she would have never been attracted to Robin when she was young and fell in love with Daniel and vice versa. She would have never wanted Daniel when she was, at the age she was now and after the life that she lived. And so I think, I think at different stages in your life, there are people that were, are meant for you, but um, I, you know, I don't know, I, but I really, I really think that them just making her be happy with her family and her friends is completely fine. And that's a great happy ending mm. being surrounded by all that love. It doesn't have to be the romantic love. And I think it'd be a great illustration and a great point for all of us to, to see and understand, because I think that, you have to come to the realization that you know you you get to choose who you love. Sure. And if you're too busy looking for something and trying to force something and trying to make something happen, you're going to miss out on the love that's already around you. Mm-hmm. And that that would be my concern mm-hmm. uh, is that you you miss out. And uh, you know, people just go around forcing stuff. That's that's not okay. No. <laughs> so, love should never be forced. That is true. Um, that is true. And I'll be real curious to see what happens with Rumple and Bell. Um, I don't know if he will ever redeem himself. I mean, obviously they're going to wake her up at some point, and she'll have the baby. So, you know, my question with that is: Will this baby have powers when the baby's born? It should. I mean, the baby is the son, the child of a dark one. That kid should be born with all sorts of powers. 
And so what does that look like? Mm. You know, and so I think that that's going to be interesting and just to see how that changes him, him being a father. He was a good father, Rumpel was. Everything that he did was for his kid. It just was horribly dumb, the things that he did. But it all started with the best of intentions, you know? Well, maybe the baby doesn't have powers, right? Because Emma has power. But does either of her parents have power? Nope. No, but I so think... So the inverse may be true. We never know. But if Rumpel has the power of every dark one before him... Which, uh, okay, also begs the question, why can't he just tap into that and do whatever he wants, whenever he wants? Yeah, you would think that that would give him the ability to open that little box. Uh, uh, no, I need this crystal. You mean these thousands of other dark ones that you have the the power of is not beneficial to you in any way, shape, <laughs> or form? So basically what you're saying is this box can defeat all the dark ones. So really everybody should be after this box, not because Bell and the Baby are in it, because it has the power to negate the powers of the dark ones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know either. Ah, uh, look at us trying to insert and find logic where logic cannot be found. Yeah. But you know, I think and and I think that's cool. I think I think it's great that shows like this inspire people to talk about them or inspire people to um kind of just sit there and and you know, like I said, people seriously losing their minds about what clues were in the episode. And I think that's great. You don't find that with too many shows anymore except for those creepy <laughs> shows that you watch you know i think you that, need a tissue <laughs> no that was <laughs> I, I you know i, I think it's great I, th- I think that whenever there's an there's an option for people to get behind something and use their brains and start thinking about things i think it's cool and and i loved i loved it i love this episode i love this season i think they did a fantastic job i can't wait to see what they do next season and just see all the ways that they can tear up the scenery and make things cool and suck us right back in what he said today um, that they're Who's keeping that? the time slot, Adam Horowitz, that mm-hmm. they're keeping the time slot. So it'll still be Sunday nights at seven o'clock central for next year. Okay. So nothing changes. We just cool. keep watching and keep watching and keep watching and keep talking. And um, hopefully we'll see a wedding between Hook and Emma. Cause I really want that to happen. And maybe Jefferson will come back when he's <laughs> done being Bucky. And that would be <laughs> awesome. Which would be never. He can never be done being Bucky. He signed for like nine movies and he's uh, only done one, two, three. So no Mad Hatter. Not for a while. Oh. Or ever. It's done <laughs> That's a that. shame. It's done with that. It's beneath him now. It is not beneath him. Put that <laughs> hat back on. Go jump through your door. Have you given any thought as to what we'll do for next week? Are we going to go watch an episode? We should probably watch the... We should probably do something on the Poseidon episode. Actually, you know, I would like to watch the very first episode all over again. Really? Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think that was our initial thought is we go back and we just start all over again. Mm-hmm. I think there might be some we might want to skip, but it's be interesting to kind of see. It's almost like looking at a scrapbook. Go yeah. back and see based on what we know now. Right. It, what what little things could you pick up right. and see that feed into the future storylines that you didn't see because mm-hmm. you didn't know what was going to happen? Right. That, that kind of excites me a little bit. Right. Uh, like now that we know the backstory with the um, the bounty hunter that came after Emma, mm-hmm. you know, seeing that first episode, the way that she lives her life and the way that she's doing things, I think that would be interesting. 
and just, you know, the magic that happens when, when she goes back into town and tying it all back together and just seeing the little things and seeing the people we haven't seen, you know, I mean, there's, there have been so many characters that have been introduced over the past five years that we see them and then they just disappear. And, um, I mean, we've seen a lot of characters and so it'd be good to see back and go back and see all of them. So I, th- I think, I think starting from day one would just be kind of a fun thing to do. And, and maybe just, we watch them all. And it, oh man, we got we'll all just see summer. where we'll we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, we could always do a couple at a time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, another thing that I th- thought might be fun is where summer is almost upon us, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a plethora of movies come out, and hopefully there's plenty of well, there should be plenty of family movies, and I know Allison. And yeah, I don't want through to the see looking that. Up, you don't want to see I that? I have no desire to see that movie. Because I was thinking that might actually be something fun to discuss. Uh, go watch that and then discuss that. And that would be a, a, yeah, a no, episode I, I, as well. I, I'll go see it. But I have that's just I have no – like <laughs> okay. the commercials, I have well, no desire to see that movie. There will be other stuff as well. Yeah. And I know that uh, we wanted to see the prequel slash sequel to um, – Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm, mm-hmm. So that might be something that's fun. Uh, I don't think it necessarily has to all be fairy tale related, but Ninja Turtles, we're going to go see that. <laughs> you talk about, there you go. Once <laughs> upon a time and Ninja I mean, it's a fairy tale. They it have is, a fairy tale life. That is, they do. They really do. They do. Uh, actually, real. it's interesting because in the, in this sequel, they have, what is it, purple ooze? Mm-hmm. And that is used to make humans into animals because you see, uh, or mutated animals, we see Bebop and Rocksteady. But I think the ooze can also turn the turtles into humans. So, hey, what's more fairy tale than that? That's true. That is true. Animal being transformed into a human? That's like... That's red that's like right a, there. That, that, that's, an, that's a classic right there. <laughs> that's a classic. I don't care who you are. Uh, but we're still open to suggestions. Yeah, so. please let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. And watch it with us when we decide what we're doing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hit us up on Twitter at onceuponeth, or you can email us once at nthcast.com. We still have our Facebook group that uh, if you want to be a part of that, you can still request that. Uh, Obviously, we don't have any more technically live episodes until season six, but there may be some other fun stuff that we do sure, absolutely. in there. And that's another good way to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you can also talk to other fans yeah. uh, uh, of Once Upon a Time that are in the group. You can commiserate with them and you don't have to ever talk to us because you're probably tired of hearing us. You yeah. hear, you listen to us all the time. Maybe if you find out some cool scoop or anything like that, that you find Easter eggs or anything from the episode, just put it in there because everybody will see it. And that might not be a bad idea uh, to also maybe do like uh, a full season recap. Yeah. Uh, episode and maybe get some feedback from folks and what you liked, what you didn't like, little tidbits here and there, your hopes and dreams for season six, um, just any any little things like that. But that you can uh, request access to that Facebook group by going to nthcast.com slash oncers. As always, we appreciate you. Five bugs. Yes. For, for both. For both. For the... Wow. Yeah. You liked it that much? I did. Okay. I, th- I thought it tied it all up and put a big bow on it. 
I'm I'm gonna do four and a half on both because because that's who you are. That's who I am. I I can't do. I know. I can't do five. Uh, if Red was in it, it'd be a straight up five, but she was nowhere <laughs> to be seen. So you uh, you interrupted me. What was I saying? Oh, uh, you were going through all the stuff we, that you say. <laughs> you messed me about up. Twitter and all. I that. think that was they, your goal. They know how to talk to us. I think that was your goal. Tell us what Is you this- like. Tell us what you don't, and just keep listening and and. Let us know what you want to hear and what you want to talk about. And even though there's not a new episode of Once Upon a Time next week, you're still going to hear from us. Yeah. We'll talk about, we'll watch, we'll go back for this next week and watch the first one. Okay. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.